Hello, and welcome to another episode of Grape, Unfined, Unfiltered. I'm your host, John Griffin, and today we'll be speaking with Derek Mossman and Pilar Miranda of Garage Wine Company. For those of you not familiar with Garage Wine Co., they are at the forefront of Chile's exciting and growing movement of independent vintners, also called MOVI, which stands for Movimiento de Viñeteros Independientes. Grapes man in Portland, Angelo Simonetti, was heading out to Pichelemu to catch a little surf when he got the call. Derek and Pilar had just returned to their apartment in Santiago and said, come on over, let's try some wines. So he did. He joined their conversation just as they're opening a bottle of their increasingly popular Pais. Here we go. This is um, what I had on hand, a half bottle. To me, 18 is interesting. It's a little brighter. Yeah, less herbaceous on this one. Okay. So you have a full description. If you have a full description on this, what do you think? For the pace? For the pace. Uh, I think it's still a, it's um, representative of the variety. That's mm-hmm. a, we, we say that the wine notes, like the herbal things or smells or aromas that you can feel, it's a still have a very nice uh, body. I think two years old, the wine is still very well uh, stand up. It's still say. holding. Yeah, it's holding very well. Uh, the tannins are present, but it still has a, it's a smooth, but you can feel them. And it's, it's, a, it's a light red. Like, I mean, it's not bad. But it's kind of a, a kind of serious pays. A lot of people start to make pays with uh, carbonic maceration. Mm-hmm. I mean, very fruity, very strawberry, yeah, kind of candy aromas. Uh, I don't like that style. And I think that goes well uh, with other dishes it's, it's not uh, uh, it shows the variety in the end if you make carbonic maceration like you can use any variety you're going to smell the same there's a lot of pepeño being sold in the US now but to me it's a different animal different thing but I'm, I'm still pleasantly surprised how, peel. how much país sells in the US people just love the story and it's just a lighter wine it's like buying a Beaujolais or something yeah, it's a light one, right? Too. I, I can tell you, it's, it's more than a bourgeois. The quality, what you okay. get in the nose, in the mouth, yeah, it's, just, it's not simple and unimaginable. Yeah. yeah, but I, I, that was uh, yeah. trying to explain with a serious wine. Like, I mean, the Pais, it's not just a simple light wine. I think it has a structure, has tannins, a little complexity. Like, it's not just a simple wine. Sixteen. Sixteen. Well, you can drink it easier, but but it's it still has something. It's not just goes and pass. And fifteen is still drinking well. Way more. This is sixteen. Yes. This is sixteen. The seventeen is so. Well. And holding that much? Yeah. No, it's fifteen holds. No, I'm not sure how much longer it really go. No, but it's still no, because you talk about years at sixteen, yeah. you talk two years old. Yeah, you have and a, a year and a half to sell the wine, so it's, it's a pretty decent time to sell the wine and for this variety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the um, wow. what, what we do with things with labels, these two wines, we consider one winter wine. So when we began this project, 
when we were discovering where the old gentleman with their horses and plows had Karenyana, normally when you did your roadside tastings, you tasted with them, they'd have one food today and they'd want a Luca extra. If you were going to take a liter to, to take a liter away, you'd have to take your own package. Mm -hmm. They didn't actually have it bottled. And what their explanation was was that that wine had a second winter, and that justified the extra thousand pesos. And I was fascinated by the idea of second winter. And in the end, what we found is generally in the Kirinians, the malactic doesn't finish before winter time. Mm -hmm. So it goes through its first winter without mallow, does it in springtime, and it really is a wine that unless you give it another winter of storage, it's too racy, it's too, it's too much acid. It's, it's like it doesn't come into its own. It takes longer to get over the hump. So what we did after working this concept of two winter wines for many years, we decided that, you know what, we need, um, you know, farmers need to sell their pais, not just their carignan, at a decent price. We need to make something that's a little more approachable because it's a cash flow thing. We want to sell some wines before two and a half years. And in the end, we began, the first one we made was an old vine pale, which is a carignana from a section of a farm that is, um, doesn't matter what you do, it has a higher... Uh, Higher, uh, higher yield and, and, and uh, the old man won't change. So we'll just make a different wine out of that because we want the good stuff of his down mm -hmm. So let's do that one now. Wow, one winter wine. And you know, in the beginning, I thought it was kind of, I suppose I was looking for something original to present, probably in Inglaterra with, uh, with, uh, in England with, uh, with the Vendum people. It just, there were so many people in a room presenting 12 months of new oak and this and that and it was, it was so so cliched and hackneyed all the phrases they used that I really loved standing there and saying how many months in a barrel it was like one winter or two winters and they'd be like what's that and you have to explain it but then you had them in your hand because now then they'd heard enough of the story of the old man and the plows that they wanted to get the other bit what was the other bit? people would say how old's the vineyard I was like well they don't really know but they say that when they were young the vineyard was old it looked just like it does now they're now old, so it must be very old now. And they just kind of smile at you and realize. Uh, and then it was the percentages. Yeah. They'd say, well, what percentage of Madero is in this? He said, I don't know. It was 17 barrels and uh, Carignan and one of Madero. Have you got a phone there? You could probably calculate that if you wanted to. But to me, we think in barrels. And by the time they started, had a quick you know, visit on a walk-around tasting, they were into it. You were the only one they remembered from their loop, their walk around the, in the new world this afternoon. I thought it was absolutely brilliant, so we oh. stuck with it. In the past, um, some, some people kind of complained that it was too, it was too difficult to learn the, the, the system of the lots, and it was too complicated, there were too many wines, and it was like, dude, I won't dive into your business and tell you how to sell your wines if you don't tell me how to make mine sort of thing. So <laughs> what we have done lately, though, is made sure that on the, online is everything. So if you go in here, you see the parcels, we call them, or all of these that we're about to taste. So this is 73. So if I go into 73 here, we have um, 17 with 73, 16 with 63. I don't know why 53 and 43 aren't here, but you, normally you can go back in the past further than that. So all of these, each lot, if it's a, if it's a, you get a Scarlet Frank, it always ends in a two. If it's, it's like this, there's, there's a system to it. Those numbers just kind of came out and we just stuck with them. So they weren't logically organized. Okay. This is the, seven, this was the 73rd wine we bottled since 2003. 
Okay. A lot is a lot. It's a real lot. We've actually done some work that we've now done the single ferment series. But, but all of these are here now, and there's an explanation of um, the parcels, and everything is here. So if you wanted to find the, what, what we were just laughing about, the acidity or the residual yeah. sugar of 73, in theory, the residual sugar is 1.7. In theory, all of these things are here. 12.6. Alcohol 12.6. Yeah. The pH is 3.05. But that's a low pH. I mean, it's, that's the one it is. But most of the pHs are, um, are still pretty low. Most of the residual sugars aren't really a factor for us. That would be more or less average. Um, and alcohol, this is kind of low at 12.5. But a lot of these ones are 13.5. The idea is that it doesn't hit 14. You get that with the Cabernets because that's what the vineyards are used to doing. It'll take time to bring it down a little bit if we wanted to. But, but all of these are here, and there's a route to all of the others. How you describe this? Uh, this is very fresh, absolutely. We, we call it in the end like a red, a chill red. I mean, absolutely. Can I sell this in the summer as a chill it up in patio oh, yeah, wine? Absolutely. It's been very successful. I like the way I like the temperature it is. Yeah, yeah, it must be cold like a white. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So yes. I, I like the way it is yeah. right now. Yes. But yes. if I cold chill it up a little bit over there, yeah. serving a party for my friends with a nice salmon. Yeah. It's very successful in UK. Uh, it does really well with Thai food. Because there's no sugar here. Yeah. And then, yeah, many, many people, when we start with the wine, say, I don't like the rosé. It is, you know, it's, it tastes, it's not sweet. Yeah, there's but no it, sugar at all. So yeah. just. Oh, but that's interesting. Not... So that's the idea. It's a, it's a dry wine with a great acidity. So for you serve colds or for summer, cooking uh, with uh, salads. Uh, seafood. Yeah, this is this is this is the salmon. Yes. Because North has a lot of salmon. The first, this yeah. is this is so for me. This is not a rosé. That's why we call it's a light it a red. Wine pale. It's a light it's red. red. Because if we were in a black glass, it has tannins. It has. It do. Say. The acidity. The acidity is balanced. There's a tannins over there. Yes. It's very light and refreshing. We keep it in barrel for six months. Six months barrel. in barrel. So how you would round it? Round, yeah, yeah, round it up your mouth. Yeah. Okay. This is a patio wine for, you know, 30, de- well, let's put it Celsius, 30 degrees outside. Yeah. You haven't, you don't want nothing to just, do in the afternoon. Exactly, like, like, sit down over there. <laughs> you can but drink this. I can drink two bottles of this. this it's what fine. What we found with this one, more, more than being a patio wine that comes out in summertime, this comes out in October, normally. Okay. Like the idea is to October break. in December is ready in. Okay, like it'll this this will like change over time. now, but it's not doesn't come out with the sales. But this is something we'd like to start moving more in the U.S. I think so too. I actually this is one of my recommendations right now because my summer's coming. Yes. And this is you know is a is a share in the top of the cake. Yeah, I think it's really fun. Um, customers who've had it do really well with it. What what restaurants say is they put this on the vinomatic machine, whatever on the thing. And they say you put that there, and the people look at the different bottles. Right. They try yeah. that. Um, but they say to me, traveling is we've never had a wine that gives you the eats like that wine. And then they smile and they say, "I'm a restaurant. I sell food." Yeah, there. So, so that's a good thing. Yeah, this is by the glass. And then what they say is, is that once they've had that by the glass, the people say, "What else do you have by these people?" Mm-hmm. And then you sell the bottle of so whatever else. So two two problems for us. I cannot sell rosé in this bottle. A light red, mm-hmm. I can't sell in the green bottle. If I go over there and say it's light red, 
we don't call rosé, we call yeah. like red. This is actually the label doesn't say rosé, it said old vine pale. Old vine pale, that's awesome, that's awesome, that's awesome, that's awesome. That's right, Angelo, that does sound awesome for the summer. A light red made from carignan. Sign me up. Anyway, there you learned a little bit about Pais and uh, how it came about. And now the conversation continues with a discussion and a little slurping of some of the outstanding single vineyard bottlings that Garage produces. Take it away. So the first one is Trutilemo. Um, well up on the Cordillera de la Costa. Granitic mm-hmm. um, soils. This is a little further down in the south south, but a similar kind of soil structure. Mm-hmm. And then this one we'll talk about afterwards. It goes further inland in kind of an odd way. This is pure, almost pure Carignan. This sort of a single barrel of, um, of Monastrel Madaroa. This has almost as much Garnacha as it does Carignana with a little bit of Madaroa again. And this is pure Garnacha. These are projects that the old, generally the old men had um, the old Carignana, and we sometimes put a little more Carignana in, and then we put the Garnacha and the Monastra to make like a, a field blend out of Don Vivaldo and Senora Ophelia's farm. And out of that, there are 2,500 balls, 2,800 balls in a year, something like that, no more. Of this, there's a little more than 7,000, depending on the year. And this is 3,500, okay, 3, something like that. Maximum. And the idea is that these are all different, but they're kind of, um, um, how do you say, variations on a theme. Um, I really like what, um, God, who's the weirdo writes for Wine Searcher, I said. Um, I really thought it was interesting. They, they, someone wrote there, 12, they did a the mixed case from Chile, what you have to drink. And they go through the various wines, the famous, like the Montesfoli and blah, blah, blah. And when he gets to us, he says, you know, I'm not really going to choose one of these. Just any one of these, any one from these guys will do. They're all, how do you say, variations on a theme. They're all wonderful, and you just should just run through them and try them all, but I'm not going to choose one above the others. I thought it was kind of fun. The grip on this one is bigger than that one. Yeah. Wow. Sao Sao. Sao Sao. Sao Very small town. And the, the herbs are different. Yeah, you got, you got a little oregano and oh. spicy. That's really nice. It shows very well today. 40, yeah. 45 was hard, 55 wow. were lighter, 65 were in the stride. What, what can we say about these? These are all pretty. Um, I would totally geek out here. I'd like to say that if if you taste the wines, they're different. Like, I mean, they show the place where they come from. But you you see a connection between the wines, mm-hmm. between the varieties. Like, it has tannins, very ripe tannins. They have a grip, very balanced, acidity with the alcohol and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And, you you can say okay, this is a less acidity, but this two here have never a nice grip. Yes, I think the, the garnacha does. Yeah, that. and then just like, you I mean, see. You yeah. see the, the the impact yeah. of the you need, wine. Yeah, eating a dish of beef or something, or eat with this wine. Um, you know, I, I I like big wines in in, in yeah. a certain way. You know. Yeah, but not and really initially, 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 yeah, initially it's just the 
because the complexity of this is this one here now, so it's still yeah. go around my mouth and just a lot of this is coming. Is not. I think sometimes the foods help, but sometimes yeah. the food you need just not a little time to understand better the wine. The wine is still talking to you before you have the next, you know, next yeah. bite of the steak. Yeah, but I like because you you feel the dryness, but not not in the tongue. Or no. your gums. It's outside. You feel here and in front, so mm-hmm. it's not coming. It's, it's come from the grapes. It's not coming from the wood or tannins that you add. To me, this one is a little bit bigger, but the, the, these are quite low. This is like th- this is less than thirteen five. Both of these alcohol. But you can see them. And they're like consistent the like that. Yeah. Here, here it's a little more alcohol, but it's still. It's granacha. Like I mean, it's really hard to make a nice granacha with twelve point five. Like I mean. What, what happens awesome. here is this has literally pH 3.3, 3, uh, um, acid 6.15, and then it, it almost has numbers like a Garaniana. I mean, in, in the end, sometimes it's... Uh, Delicious. I really like this one. You see the evolution coming with the gripping, and especially the tannins, the acidity. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's my favorite today. The other, the other wins. Yeah. It's a little dopey. This the, is 60, like a, the sixty-five. Yeah. yeah. This, this, this first one to me is yeah. just kind of in a dumb period. Yeah, they have their days. It's got the nose. You know, <laughs> because you put it side by side. Exactly. No, but you put it side oh, by side. God. You put it side by side. They're, they you know, they're, they're different character. They're different. But most, most days, this one goes straight to people's hearts. It's just like a sultry tango. It just nails. Uh, and the herbs are slightly different. In the but you see, the, the, this two here is a similarity. But this guy here is just a monster. Yeah. This is just this is just This, is, a, this, is, this just is a monster. Further inland, but what happens here? Oh, look at this. It's, 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 a, it's a very interesting vineyard. It's um. It's next to a river. But the river flows down from the Cordillera de la Costa. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, an alluvial riverbank vineyard. But the silt of the soils, and you see the makeup of the soils, is granitic. So you don't have those the same round stones, and it changes. The acid profile changes many Ooh. things in the wine. It's kind of a fun one because, in the end, they, um, you often speak about in this area. It's the river that flows backwards. It flows towards the Andes. And then it finds its way to another river, combines, and flows back out to the ocean. This is a lot of wine. The, the third one is just a lot of wine. I think Garnacha is still kind of making its way. And uh, like from Chile, you wouldn't really think Garnacha. There's a couple, but they're not really well known. They're all tiny productions like this, and they're all very different. There's someone doing something interesting in the north. This definitely is a steak wine. It's my dad's favorite. <laughs> this is a steak wine. It's a lot of it's a lot of wine inside this bottle. But this definitely you see beginning, middle, monster. You see you you no, a little a little light, but this like you said, your favorite today? Yeah. This in the next year is the one that did really well with um, 
Luis Gutierrez is here, and it was kind of a fun one because it's the year that this is the year we started using a lot of um, uh, reintroducing the lignified stems. Mm -hmm. um, we did a little bit in fifteen, and then a lot in sixteen, and the, the tannins just change; they're just different. The sixty-nine. This is a property that we, we manage more than just um, for us. Um, we, we actually sell some of the fruit. Cap Frank. This Frank's 110 years old. It's been quite an adventure to. Uh, to take it on property. We used to buy the kilos from it and now we manage it and it's a lot more work, but we can get the alcohol to come down, we can get it on a more herbally nature, but it's still pretty pretty big in this year. Which one is this? This is the Sorry. Cap Sav. Okay. Yeah. Cap Frank no have his way back in a people's palate in America. So I love Cap Frank it. is like a love hate thing, no? Which people love it. And people who. By the way, this cab front have a totally different character for me. Because they have good tannins around yeah. on your it's mouth. It's different smell, like this is more leaves. Yeah, it doesn't say a lot more of. A lot of more black like tea. It's just more roses, it's more fruit. But you have a black tea, like this. It tastes like a bit of a bay leaf, which would be cab front. That one. See, and both of these are from the Maule. We make a cab and a cab frank from the Maipo. But we don't, what we don't like to do is the clients like this one or the other one. We like to just rotate through them and start delivering them when they're more ready to drink. So if one's a little harder a year or we sell through one faster, we start in on the other one right away. It's 17 that the alcohol in this comes down, right, Pilar? I, I was really looking forward to tasting that with, with, with well, with you this week, because you really didn't get a chance with Albert. With the barrels we found. The 74? No, it is the 82. The 82 is? The 82 is still 14. But this comes down to less than 13 the following year. How about I'm the, really interested in trying it. How about the 74? How much alcohol in the 74? Uh, uh, it's not here yet. I don't know why 74 is not up yet. Who's in charge of this? I don't know. Who's going to fire him? Me. <laughs> fire him. If you last any in the home. <laughs> well, I think I just kind of blew past me, but I don't think I... Uh... If you really want to know, go to another five. 14 more. Yeah, it's not hot. It's kind of funny, because when we started, as, as people who live in Chile, um... When we started making cab from somewhere other than Maipo, it took us a while to get our heads around it. What we were surprised by are the critics actually liked the Maoli ones better, but not the Chilean critics. The Chileans have this thing with... Um, yeah. Local, different. But it's kind of funny. In the end, in the Frank, too, they, they all say for us... It's not Frankie because it's we're used to Cab Frank from the Maipo, but when they taste it, they say, let's Frank give them the one from the Maipo. And we all look at them kind of. One of the write ups of I can't remember whom, they compared to Tondonia, mm. which to me was just 
It's like kind of like whoopee if someone says your wine's like a Margot. It's kind of like, yeah, right. But when they say something like Dondonia, you're kind of like, whoa, that's cool. You know? <laughs> there were two that he compared them to this year. Ah, and another wine, one of the another blends of the Carignans, he said it was like a Barolo Chinato. Barolo Chinato? Barolo Chinato. Have you had Barolo Chinato? Mm-hmm. I was like, what the hell is that? I had to look it up. And then everyone was like, loves Barolo Chinato. And I was like, oh, man, that's kind of, oh, come on. I think we should make a Barolo. I think we should make a Chinato. Chinato here? Instead, instead of making a, um, a port or something like that, I think something that has, because in the end, it's like a port, but it's with medicinal, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but what this is where they count. This is a very ugly label, but it shows the point. Um, Perverso. <laughs> the reason that we can, um, how do you say, take chances. Oh, that was blast. The reason we can take chances is that when we, um, not so we take chances, but when we make these wines, when there is a barrel of 8 or of 15 or of 21, depending on how big the lot is, and there's a barrel that normally it talks too loud, Mm. It, 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 you, you, once you put it in the blend it isn't harm anymore it's the one that you notice it too much mm. we put those away for a third or fourth winter and we make a, a solera that is perverso mm-hmm. so in the end you can how do you say make mistakes but you end up using and regaining something unfortunately we've never been able to send this to the US because no one will work with the name I want to know if that's true over there you advertising the label Fix bad relationship. If I, want, I wanted five of this right now. <laughs> we wanted to. Uh, we we, 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 thought, awesome. we talked about doing this for the U.S. We're gonna change the name. But what was it gonna be? Maldita, Maldita Solera. I like it. But I like it. But a vessel too. No, but they're an evil. Evil. Yeah, but they're an issue with name with church. Oh, you church. have someone here? No, no. Like I mean, they, they relate the name with pervert. Oh. So that's a problem. Okay. So we're gonna change the name. I can see that. Yes. Maldito, I like you. Maldito Solida. Mmm, Barolo Chianato in Chile. Oh, that Derek. But the Maldita Solera sounds interesting. Hopefully, we'll see that in the U.S. soon. And what's up with Angelo? Loving the '69 and getting all giggly over the Perverso. Hmm, maybe he needs to get out a little more. Just kidding. Anyway, there you go. Thanks again to Derek and Pilar of Garage Wine Company for taking the time. And if you'd like to check out the transcript of this podcast, head on over to grapex.com and you'll find it there. Have a great day and see you on the next episode.